Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. Hey, New City. It's John Carlos here. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for joining us wherever you are online. Uh, today, we are continuing a series called Survival Kids, Getting Through 2020 in One Piece. Um, And today, I think uh, we're going to be talking about something that's going to be essential, something that's going to be vital for that survival. Today, I want to talk to you about power. Yeah. Today, I want to talk to you about the power of God. Today, I want to talk to you about the power of God inside you. And so, I I think when people think about the word power, right, because a lot of forms of power, you know, power the series, power the rangers, many, many different types of powers. But I think the most common power that people think about is worldly power, right? The empire's definition of power, right? And when we think about that kind of power, we're thinking about authority and control. We're thinking about might and force. We're thinking about, right, like, if I'm honest, we're we're thinking about seats in the House and the Senate. We're thinking about justices on the court. We're thinking about presidencies, right? Um, there is a power um, that we think about. And, and, and that's a real power. And we're going to talk about that. We have seen that power regularly abused and misused in the last couple of years. But today, I want to talk to you about a greater power. Today, I want to talk to you about the power of God. Right? I want to talk to you about the very life, the very energy, the very grace of God at work in you. Because I don't know about you, but if I'm going to get through 2020, I'm going to need some power. Um, if you and I, if we're going to get through 2020, we're going to need some power. If we're going to get through this pandemic, if we're going to get through this election, If we're going to get to the dumpster fire that is the rest of this year, you and I are going to need the power of God. And and I started recognizing that in my life a couple weeks ago. Um, In in, in mid-August, I started hearing God tell me two things that were really clear, right? Sometimes you hear God speak to your life, maybe in your body, maybe through the Spirit. And I heard God tell me two things. The first thing I heard God say was, a storm is coming, right? The second thing I heard God say was, you're not ready for it, right? And I remember like having this experience like in my, my time with God and, and realizing the life that I had built was not ready for another thing to break, right? Like I was like functioning, <laughs> barely functioning, right? And if another thing were to break in my life, if another situation were to unleash, if another thing were to happen in our world, if another thing were to happen in my community or my family, I would not be ready. A storm was coming and God wanted me to know that I wasn't ready yet. And I think about that 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 season, there was a lot of things I was doing in my own strength, right? Uh, you wake up and the first thing uh, it's fires to put out, right? Inboxes with issues and news feeds with problems and news stories with things happening in our world. And I think back on that season, and if I'm really honest, I wasn't just tired. I was exhausted, right? Uh, and, and I was doing so many things in my own strength. 
uh, about a week later, um, a storm started brewing. Uh, a week later, Faba started having headaches. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we weren't that concerned. We weren't that worried. You know, headaches are normal. Uh, a couple of days later, Faba started feeling really tired. His body started feeling really weak. Um, and, and you know what? He, he has like a, a manual, like a very physical job. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's common to be tired. Um, and, and, and I was seeing my boyfriend slowly, slowly, and slowly start to feel sick, right? And I don't know about you, but anything in the last 10 months, if you're, if you feel anything sick, it's COVID. And so at this point, we we're like, oh no, you know, it's, it could be anything, right? It could be anything. Um, and, and days later, Fabo starts having a fever, like 102 degrees. Uh, you take Tylenol, it doesn't change it, it doesn't lower it, and we start worrying, right? Um, and, and, and I remember a day after that, I remember Fabo comes in and says, Jean, I can't smell. And I, and I, I was doing something else and I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? And, and Fabo explained to me that he couldn't smell anymore. Like he had put a cologne on his hand and he couldn't smell anything. If I'm going to go through deep uncertainty, if I'm going to go through great difficulty, I'm gonna need some power. And, and I remember being in that situation and not having answers, right? Not, not having direction, not knowing what to do, right? Worried that Fava was infected, worried that we may have infected friends or family in uh, days or weeks past. Like, we, we had no idea, right? Um, I remember a day later, we would uh, take him to, to, to a testing site, and we would discover that uh, he had tested positive with COVID-19. And this thing that we had been afraid of all year was actually real and tangible in our lives. And I, uh, I remember being in that situation, not being sick, him being sick, my, my boyfriend, my partner, and, uh, and just having a lot of uncertainty. And I remember like, it's, it's in these kind of situations where you, you don't know if you've hit bottom or things are about to get worse. You don't know if you've hit the worst or things are about to get much more difficult. And, and it was in those situations that it was really clear that if I was going to get through, if we were going to get through this, we were going to need some power and not just any power, but a power that could sustain us and strengthen us in really difficult circumstances. A couple days later, um, I started having headaches and uh, my body starts aching and I take the test and I also test positive. And I begin like three days of just fever. I don't know, uh, for those of you who have had COVID-19 in our community, uh, where you like, you, you take the medicine, you do, you drink the water, you stay in bed and you just still just feel terrible. Um, when we go through deep uncertainty, when we face great difficulty, you and I are going to need some power. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that in that season, I didn't have to go it on my own strength. I'm grateful that there's a power that doesn't just work when I'm strong and capable, when I'm skilled and charming. There's a power that works in me, 
that works in Fabo, that works in our community, even in the most dire of circumstances. Amen? We're going to need some power. Um, we, Fabo and I, uh, we were thankful for our community. We're thankful for the ways that you showed up. We're thankful for the ways um, some of you prayed. Um, we, we, we were so grateful that we lacked nothing in this kind of like a two to three week ordeal. Um, and now we're, we're healthy, we're out, we're, we're back in our normal lives. But for me, this was a real opportunity to recognize that there are things that I need more than my strength to do. There are things that I need more than my power to accomplish. There are things that I need more than just my wisdom to get through, right? We're gonna need some power and we're not just gonna need some power for COVID-19, we're going to need power to dismantle systems of injustice. We're going to need power to resist and destroy white supremacy in our country. We're going to need power to address climate change and the greed that enables it. Like We're going to need some power and not just any power. Not just any power will do. We're going to need the power of God. But here's the thing. like I think it's easy to think that we're going to need power to do like the really big things. We're going to need the grace, the energy, the life of God to accomplish some really world-changing things. But, like, <laughs> but, but, but God's power is bigger than just that, right? Like I, I can imagine like if Tyler was testifying before Congress, like we would pray, we'd prepare, we'd, we, we would trust that we would need God's spirit to speak and move, to influence, to change things, right? But you know what else you're going to need God's power for outside of testifying for Congress? You're going to need God's power for Thursday. You're going to need God's power for that Zoom meeting. You're going to need God's power for the things in your life and my life that we think are small. But it's actually in the small things that it's easiest to go without God's power, to go without God's strength, to go without the very grace that would otherwise strengthen and sustain us. Right? It's in those small things where we can just kind of function and, 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 and kind of coast off our gifting and talents when we are functioning but somehow not fully alive. If we're going to get through this year... We're going to need some power. And today we're looking at a passage of scripture where we see that power on display. Where we see that power as real and true. Where we see a power that's greater than the empire. A power that's greater than any military force, than any police department. A power that's greater than any judicial system, than any uh uh, attacking army like we have a power that's stronger than any and all of that and uh and i i i want to see that power in my life and i want to see it in ours so uh let's let's look at scripture and see what what god would have to say about a power like this and so we we're looking at second corinthians chapter six and we see that this power the first thing this power is doing is that it is sustaining right when you think about the world's power, the world's power requires strength. But actually, God's power works best in weakness. And so we see that this power, right, is helping Paul, sustaining Paul in troubles and hardships, calamities of every kind. We see a power that works not just when things are going well, but when, when he's beaten, when we're put in prison, when we face opposition, right? When we experience exhaustion, 
when we go without sleep, when we go without food, this power sustains us even in those situations. But then he keeps going. And this is a really exciting thing because ultimately, I believe God's power is bigger than survival, right? I think it's essential for survival, but I think God's power is bigger than survival, right? So we see, it goes on, we prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. So he's talking about this grace in him, this power in him. It's not just like causing him uh, to, 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 to have uh, a faith and hope in the midst of prison and beatings, but it's also bringing about sincere love, bringing about real patience, bringing about the kind of work that only the Spirit of God can do. Right? Like when we look back 10 years from now and we look at 2020, I don't just want us to say that we got through. I don't just want us to say that we barely survived. I don't just want us to say that we like functioned. No, 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 no. I, I think that this year could be marked by sincere love. I think that this year can be marked by standing up for justice. I think that this year can be, can be marked by a courage that isn't yours. A courage that comes from something divine at work in you. Like this year isn't just about sustaining us in difficulty, but actually about empowering us to be and look like Jesus. Amen. And he continues, right? He continues. He talks about uh, weapons of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, right? Because he understands that a lot of what we do each day is a battle, right? Like you're not reading an article from the Washington Post. You're not looking at an article from uh, NPR or CNN. No, 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 no. You are engaging in spiritual battle. Like I sometimes I read something that's happening in our world. And because you and I care and because you and I have hearts that are moved. Right. Like I lose like a third of the energy I had for the rest of the day. That wasn't an article. That was a battle. Right? There are things that you and I think are small, but are actually battles that God is giving us power to engage, right? But then it goes on. And then I, I read this part and I'm like, I want, I want this kind of power in my life. I don't know about you, but I want this kind of power in my life. And it says, we serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us impostors. We are ignored. Even though we're well known, we live close to death, but we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our hearts ache, right? And how could they not? Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we possess everything like that's power that's the kind of power that's that's going to outlast whatever happens in this election that's the kind of power that's going to sustain you no matter what happens to the supreme court that's the kind of power that's going to fuse us with the very life and energy of god to fight for justice and bring about a new world that's the power that we're talking about the power of god and, and as we look at this passage, we learn this power can't be destroyed, right? Tanks can't destroy, empires can't destroy, regimes can't destroy, beatings can't destroy, prisons can't destroy, elections can't destroy. If I'm honest with you, I'll be honest with you, sometimes 
I don't want that power. You know what? You know what I want? I want the Senate and the House. You know what I want? I want the presidency. I want the Supreme Court. I want the grand juries and the attorney generals. I want power. Power here. Power now. And I and I think about that and 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 it's amazing and it's so good and so great when we fight for justice and we 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 elect good leaders and we we want good laws and we create good policies and we we stand up for the marginalized. That's what we do. We as a community, that is what we do. That's what we've always been about. That's good news for everyone. But listen to me. Do not mistake the fact that worldly power is so fragile. Worldly power can be so easily shaken. Worldly power will not sustain you through this year, will not sustain you through this decade. I remember in 2016 when I watched political experts and I watched analysts and I watched people with PhDs telling me on TV that there may never be another Republican president again. That George Bush was probably going to be the last one because of electoral politics and math and polling. And, and, and look, guys, here we are, right? And, and I'm not saying that we don't need to work and fight for justice and we don't need to use the systems and, and, and vote and participate civically. Like, that's all good. That's all true. I'm just saying that's not the best place to found your life. That's not the best place to call your source. That's not the best thing to stand on. There's actually a greater power, a power that is not so easily shaken, a power that is not so fragile, a power that will sustain you come what may. Because I wish I could promise you that things are going to change in November. I wish I could promise you that things are about to get better. But we have no idea if we've hit the bottom or it's about to get worse. And I'm scared that we would find our hope in a power that is fragile instead of a power that's already in you. A power that's already flowing through your veins, residing in your bones, healing through your hands, healing through your words. Like There is a power that's already in you. And that power cannot and will not be destroyed. And that's good news. But the difficult thing is, is that power cannot be destroyed, but it can so easily be denied. That power cannot be destroyed, but it can so easily be ignored. It can be refused. It can be rejected, right? Like we, we see at the beginning of this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we see a different kind of verse Right? We see Paul write, as God's partners, we beg you. This isn't just a command. This is a serious plea. We beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness, this grace, this power, right? And then ignore it. Friends, we have a power in us right now that cannot and will not be destroyed, but can so easily be denied. Um... A couple years ago, I was a middle schooler. Can, can you imagine that? Um, middle schooler, Jean. And uh, in middle school, there was a little movie that came out called High School Musical. If you want to like back me up right now in the comments and just like, like yes, right now, High School Musical. Um, because we as a community um, are soaring, flying. There's not a scar in heaven that we can... Anyway, so the point of this, I loved High School Musical, right? Like, I like loved high school musical i like songs story characters zach efron years later i would discover that i uh 
uh, that there was a good reason why I liked staring at Zac Efron. And, and I loved High School Musical. The problem was I wasn't like allowed to like High School Musical. Like I could on my own privately at home, but I, at school with my friends, like it wasn't cool for guys to like High School Musical. Um, and so I wasn't, I wasn't allowed. So at some point in that year, my birthday came along and my mom uh, loves me. My mom cares deeply about me and wanted to do something really special. So she planned this party. She invited my friends. She had the food. I mean, it was an amazing party and comes the time for gifts. And I open up these amazing gifts from all these people. It's really great. Awesome. And then comes my mom's gift, right? Uh, something that she wants out of her way to get. She told me that this gift, it, it like, it had to be ordered at a special like catalog. She had to like get it like two order it like two months ago to get it now. Like it was just like this extensive grace that my mom wanted to give to me. And I open up the gift, and it is a blanket. It is a large, very good, like premium thick blanket that's blue. And I kept opening it, and I realized it was a high school musical blanket that my mom had given to me but I was in front of all my friends this was like my birthday party like I had a friend who like drove four hours from Iowa to like be here and I opened this up and I'm like oh yeah like, what is, what's it what's what is this and my mom's like oh it's high school musical I know you love it so much and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I haven't, I don't, I'm a, I don't, I don't like, I don't like high school, I don't like high school musical. It's like, of course you do, honey. Like, you like sang all the songs for like a year. Like you watched that over and over again. No, 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 that, I know, I, I, no, I don't, I don't like high school musical. I, um, it was just my friends, my friend who liked it. And we, I watched it at, at his house. And, but I know, I don't, I don't actually like high school musical. And my mom was like, no, of course, we were just talking this last week about Troy and, and I remember just looking at my mom and just saying, I hate High School Musical in front of all my friends, in front of my family that were there. And I remember taking this, this gift, this grace, this thing that my mom had so thoughtfully picked out, handpicked for me, and just throwing it across the table towards her. And I remember looking at my mom's face and I remember just seeing some real, just pain, some real disappointment. Um, and I remember her grabbing it and kindly taking it to the other room like nothing had happened. And I, I tell you that story um, not primarily because I think that you and I can be seventh graders that refuse and reject grace. That, 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 that's true. But truthfully, our rejection of grace, our rejection of God's power, our rejection, our rejection of that is like probably not as that dramatic. I tell you that story because the main character of that story isn't me. The main character of that, study, of that story is a mother. It's my mom. And, uh, and, that it's a story about a mother who went out of her way to handpick something that would bless her child. And it's important that you and I recognize that we have a mother in heaven who knows everything we're going to face, who knows every challenge coming in 2020, who knows every surprise that's going to hit us, who knows every difficulty that we're going to face. 
and she has handcrafted, handpicked, handprepared a grace, a power, a strength, and she has placed it in our lives, placed it in our bodies, and it, and if I'm honest, I think it must pain her. I think it must pain God when we go into battles without the power that God had already provided, when we go in and start our days without the grace that was there to sustain us, when we go about our lives and we say, no, I don't, I don't, I don't need that power. I don't need that grace. I, I think I'm good. Friends, uh, I don't just want us to fill our lives with the power of God so that we can accomplish great things or get through our days. I want you to recognize that you have a mother in heaven who loves you who knows everything that's coming your way and will give you everything you need to sustain you and strengthen you in this season. Amen? So how do we actually apply this? Um, I have two suggestions. There are many spiritual practices that we could think about when we think about the grace and the power of God in our lives. But the two that come to mind are one, I'd encourage you to think about beginnings, the beginning of your day, the beginning of any significant activity that you may find yourself doing right? Like, make beginnings sacred. Um, there are times when uh, it's 1.30, I'm about to go into a meeting, uh, I'm already tired, I'm already exhausted, I don't feel very creative, I don't feel like I have much to give, and at the, and, and at the beginning, before that meeting happens, I like ask God for grace. I ask God for power. I ask God for creativity. I, I, I'm aware that I don't want to do this on my own, and I ask God for grace. If there's a lot of beginnings in your day, there's a lot of things that you do. You can start your life, your days, your activities with fires to put out, with stories on your newsfeed, with uh, emails of things you have to do. Or you can begin not only your day, but activities throughout it with the power of God. The second thing I think that is important is I think we as a community need to celebrate the power of God at work here. We as a community have seen the power of God in our lives at times, in the lives of others in our community, um, in protests, at work. Um, we've seen the power of God this year, but right now, the, the thing that you and I hear the most is everything that's wrong. And that's important. We need to know, we need to be aware, we need to know what's going on in the world. But I want us to also celebrate uh, the testimonies of God's faithfulness and power in your life. So here's my challenge. This week, I want you to think about one story, one moment, one instance where you either see all God's power at work in you or a shout out where you saw God's power at work in somebody else. And I want you to go to our Facebook group, our New City Facebook group, and I want you to post that story. Either encourage us with what's going on in your life or encourage us by the things you're seeing God do in our community. We are seeing God move in ways we haven't. but. We have to acknowledge and celebrate, and we can do that through that. If you aren't in the Facebook group right now, in in the comments, or message us um, uh, like Tyler or Tori, but right now in the comments, just say, I'd like to join the Facebook group, and we'll get you situated. Um, the reality is, is that this year has been hard on all of us. And uh, wherever you are, if you're tired, if you're exhausted, if you're on the border of despair, if you're discouraged, if you are perplexed and confused by what we can even do to, 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 to make a new world, 
to, to experience something different. Um, I want you to know if that's okay. The power of God is not just for when you're strong and awesome and cool and charming. The power of God is uh, will sustain you when you have none of that. And I think I've seen the power of God. And I, I think for me and our community, uh, what would it look like if each of us, every single one of us, tapped into that power that's already in our bones, that's already in our veins, a power that God has already placed in our lives. We tapped into that grace, tapped into that power that God gives us. What would that look like? How would our lives look? What would our communities look? I, I've seen God's power, right? I, have, you, have, you, have you seen God's power? I've seen God power, God's power in single mothers, right? Who, who have carried their children through rivers and mountains and valleys and so somehow have a grace and a power to set an example for them and love them. I, I've seen God's power in people in our community who are experiencing chronic pain, who have fibromyalgia, who have something where they experience pain and aches every single day, but somehow they have a grace and a power to keep loving and keep showing up. I've seen God's power show up in protesters, right? Where it's not it's not just us, it's not just uh, our uh, courage, but uh, I don't know if you've seen videos and pictures of protesters or maybe protesters who were next to you or in your own life where it's not just like courage, right? Like you can see the power of God. You can see a peace and a grace that doesn't make sense, right? Like I just watched a video of um, of the march to Selma on the on the Petty Bridge, and I I saw John Lewis like look into the eyes of the police officers that were about to beat him, and I saw a power. I want that kind of power. Like I've seen God's power uh, in people who struggle with mental illness. Who keep showing up. I, I've seen God's power in our community that even though we have seen story and story of disillusionment, we still hear story and story of God's grace. And even though we've had a crazy year, we're still showing up. We're still giving. We're still participating. We're still waking up on Sunday mornings to hear someone talk on Facebook Live. I see a power at work in us. And so may you May we be filled with a power, not just the world's power, not just our power, but may we be filled with God's power. And may this power enable us not just to survive 2020, but to make a new world. Amen? Amen.